Hello and welcome to episode 46 of the Classic Lenses podcast. My name is Simon Forster and I'm hosting this podcast from Stoke-on-Trent in the UK. Joining me today is Carl Havens in Gainesville, Florida. Hello, Carl. Good morning. I mean, nearly didn't have you today as well. This It's, it's probably worth letting our, our listeners know that uh, we, had, we had lots of things planned to talk about today. And then you decided that you couldn't make it, and now you're back. And now we actually still don't actually know what we're going to be talking about today. So, um, so uh, thanks for that, Carl. Um, and uh, on that note, uh, Johnny, uh, you're with us in Chicago, Illinois. Hello, Johnny. I, I am. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> I gonna... didn't. I didn't trust you guys after I saw some of the schemes you had. Yeah. Going, and I yeah. You, you don't even my know schedule about around so I could get on yeah. here. You don't even know about the Carl Havens drinking game yet. We haven't. I don't know about that. that no. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that after you're off the air, and then. What are you going to drink, though? Uh, I, I mean, it's a little early even for me, but <laughs> well, it's, the after, it's, it's the afternoon here. It's the, the Simon can Simon can knock him back. Yeah, he's 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 had a long day already. He's been chasing his chicken and. He's been feeding the dog, and he's had a whole. He's had a full day already, so it's time for some refreshments. Well, so you have a chicken, and you've not taken a photo of a chicken with a Helios lens on a Sony camera. What, 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 that, that, what that, that, app? that that will be the natural thing to do. I I, I admit, but the the light wasn't good. Um, I knew that I had a podcast to to deal with. Yeah. Um, so I was I was going to have a go at chasing this chicken that's just loose uh, in in the neighbourhood, yeah. and it's not the kind of neighbourhood you would expect to see a chicken, by the way, yeah. or a hen to probably give it its uh, its correct name. Um, yeah. uh, but I do know where it belongs. So I, I I knocked on and uh, alerted the owners, and uh, and <laughs> I don't know if they're still chasing this chicken around the neighbourhood at the moment. I don't know, but I've, I, was, I was thinking you know, there are all classic lens listeners that want to hear about lenses, and uh, so we get some good. Squirrel. I think they want to hear about chicken. I think I think he want to. I have, I have with a neighbor with chickens a, right down the street. I want to see a chicken photo with swirl. That's uh, what I want to see too. Especially done on a proper camera. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was it was actually at one point it was it was quite high up on a wall, uh, so I, I probably could have actually pulled something off there. So uh, missed opportunity. What can you say? Okay. Well. Um, Seeing that we've got this incredibly well-planned show, I think what we'll start off with is a bit of feedback from last week, Johnny. Do you want to take that ahead? Mm. We got some emails at uh, classiclensespodcast at gmail.com, uh, Simon, Simon's favorite email account, um, where you can send things to Simon that he makes me read. Um, so uh, we, have, we have one from Lawrence Dunn. Uh, regarding Desert Island, and it's he's uh, Lawrence says, listening to episode forty-five, and the question of the name of your desert island has been raised. Uh, I found you a silhouette island in the Seychelles, so very pretty for photography, an Ansel Island, and an Adams Island on Olymp an Olympus Island, showing my personal bias, a black island, and when that becomes full, a white island. Uh, but then I thought of a place in London, the Island of Dogs might be more appropriate. <laughs> Winky face. <laughs> what's the What's the Isle of Dogs in in London? Well, well the the Isle of Dogs it's a it's a part of the east east end of London, um, ah, okay. and it's it's not actually an island, uh, but it's now oh, it's, it's an area called the Isle of Dogs, and okay. it's 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 a shape that. Uh, 
the River Thames makes uh, because it's a, a um, actually if anybody did geology um, or or certain parts of geography, if, if, I, I suppose if uh, the Isle of Dogs have been left to um, its own devices, eventually probably form an oxbow lake uh, because hmm. uh, the the way the erosion would work. But uh, that's that's unlikely to happen now with the, all the development that there is there. Um, but uh, geography lessons aside, um, it's not a proper island, but it is an area. But that's that's a cool name. And uh, we did also have um, another suggestion from Ricardo Bayon of uh, Best Vintage Lens and uh, friend of the show, previous guest. Um, and I can't remember where on earth he actually made the suggestion. He probably somewhere on Instagram, I'm guessing. But uh, oh yeah, he had a whole list of islands for us didn't he did he oh, I can yeah I can somebody did I, I i somebody had a big list of islands for us that we we could we could be using oh I've, well I'll, I'll i'll scroll over to uh class uh best vintage lens on instagram well i think i think and see if i can find it mm. um well i know that i know that he came i think he came up with gla the glass island uh, which, mm. is, which is quite mm -hmm. cool but um, so so far, I don't think we've got a winner just yet. So uh, so because if those island names can keep on coming in, and uh, on the subject of Lawrence Dunn, who gave us that uh, epic uh, uh, letter that uh, from the epic email last week that pretty much answered his own questions that he was posing to us, fortunately, uh, because none yeah. of us could. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to be meeting up with him uh, tomorrow. Uh, oh, he's, cool. he's not going to be too far away from me, so I'm going to be out there uh, uh, having a coffee with him, and we're going to walk some streets, and I'm going to try and finish off the uh, the role of filming my Leica M2 finally as well. All right. Crap. Yeah, yeah, you don't need that camera. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you should really probably trade that camera to someone, Simon. You think? Someone that use it properly. Yeah, I, I think so. Don't you think? I mean, if you're not going to use it, wouldn't you rather have some nice things aside from that that you well, could well, use or sell? Or I'm, 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 I'm sort of using it. I'm, I'm going to attempt to use it tomorrow. But joylessly, Simon. What, <laughs> what? Don't you really like using that large format camera? Yes. I mean, how fun? can you go... Back to that tiny thing now that you a little tiny camera god yeah yeah got the meridian mary dan yeah. how, can, how can you go back mary to the little dan. tiny thing mary dan yeah i think you should yeah trade it yeah i think so too it just sells some good lenses i mean it's, it's fair it is fair to say i'm 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 enjoying owning the camera more than i'm enjoying using it <laughs> that's, that's that's a that's a definite thing i can say although i i still haven't seen any pictures that it's produced and i've used a variety of lenses on it as well although it's taken me so long to actually get through this yeah. role i can't i, I well, there are going to be some photos i'm going to have a reasonable idea what i used but will i be able yeah. to tell the difference between the an elmar shot and a, a sumacron shot no um, yeah but it'd be interesting to see how the Jupiter 12 um, did on it, at least anyway. I uh, should be able to work out which, which shot that is. Oh, you'll, you'll be able to tell which shot that is. Just it'll be, it'll be the crappiest one, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Find the one that's all blur and all vignette, and that'll be the one. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. They'll be okay. back in use yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, right. excellent. So excellent. Any, any more? Uh, uh, yeah, um, we have an email from Nigel Cliff. Oh, yeah. Uh, subject line, new recruits, question mark. Um, I was on a photo walk in Birmingham. Yes, Birmingham, Birmingham. Did I get it right, Simon? 
Yeah, it's close enough. Just don't close say enough. don't say Birmingham. Birmingham. Don't say All right. that. No. I can say it real shit. Birmingham, like that, but I won't do that. <laughs> I was on a photo walk in Birmingham yesterday, and as expected, I was the only one using classic lenses. However, there was a lot of interest in what I was using, especially when I mentioned the cost compared to modern AF equivalents. Uh, I may regret that I mentioned the show as I forgot the disclaimer that listening to the Three Stooges can be addictive and will lead to incurable gas. Nigel. <laughs> Very good. Have you ever been out shooting with a classic lens? And um, so, <laughs> last night I was taking photographs of Andrew and Pam and some woman walked up and said, let me take your pictures together. And I said, well, I don't think you're good. So I had that um, Atta High 58 2.4 on a, on a helicoid. And I thought, there's no fucking way this lady's going to take a picture because I had it on F2.4 and I was trying to get Boca from a Christmas tree in the background. And... Um, and she, she insisted she had to take her picture. And I said, if you're a focus on manual focus lens, oh, it'll be no problem. <laughs> and all the pictures look like, she, so then she, after she took them, she said, uh, take a look and see if I did okay. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah they look fine. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all shit. Oh, I knew they would be. <laughs> she, was, she was walking back and forth to try to get it in focus, looking at the LCD. And I'm thinking, at F2.4 with this lens, you can't tell with the LCD whether the picture's in focus. And they were way out. So, so they look like just the rest of the pictures you took last night. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, good. That's good. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just, just thinking about uh, that that email of uh, Nigel there when he's, when he's been out with, with others. I... I've been thinking about trying to organise something, where, and and you guys in, in in the states could might might want to do something similar. But I'd like I yeah. fancy doing one of these photo walks um, with our listeners. Um, mm-hmm. But the only thing is, it's just where. And uh, um, so, if if anybody's interested in doing a doing a photo walk, and that was, I certainly am. I mean, I'm in stoke on trent in the uk which is um the north midlands of the country so for those those people in the uk will know where that is at least um so if it's not too far away um i'm happy enough to um head out there one one weekend um so the thing is i, I don't particularly want to invite people to to stoke on trent but so i'm not too sure about where we would go as much as anything um so uh but yeah if somebody's if, if somebody's in one of the larger cities um, then let me know and uh, we might get something organized it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, photo walks are fun. We do we do one here once a month with a small group of about ten people, and um, and I met a guy last week who's a new member now, and um, he's he's going to be with us in January. So now we're I think we're eleven now instead of ten. No, I was I was out shooting um, with that same lens, and there's a guy standing there shooting a model in front of this fountain. And I looked over, and he looked over, and, and, and he said, hey, it's a silver lens. I said, yeah. <laughs> and then I went over, and he said, um, I bet you can't guess what this is. And I looked at it, and I said, um, Helios 44. And, and then he said, no, we're close. I said, oh, no, no, wait a minute. No, it's a Viotar. He said, yep. He says, I can't believe you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> so then we started talking, and um, he, he has these not as many classic lenses as I do, but he's got some nice classic lenses. And he's a professional photographer. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and he shoots natural light classic lenses. It, it is always good when you go out and you see somebody using an old lens. I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I've 
it, it doesn't ha- it, well it happens really infrequently but uh, but when when it does uh, you can you just feel like you're you're enabled to go up to this person and say something to them um, and and they've and I've had the same experience happen to me as well so it's a it's a nice little uh, photographer's icebreaker isn't it yeah i i say i see people with uh well I see people walking around with film cameras on an almost daily basis <laughs> downtown because there's in Chicago, there's, there's like within a, a half a mile of central camera, there's about eight uh, colleges um, and two or three of them. Well, there's two that are specifically art schools. And then there's another that is the, basically the art and design portion of another school, like directly across the street. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it, I, I see, I see film cameras and vintage stuff, like seriously, like basically every day. It's really funny. Um, you know, just people walking around and, and new stuff too. It's just, there's a lot of people walking around taking pictures, you know? Well, so, um, so, but I, so I was going to say central cameras a little bit like on Ghostbusters, is it? Um, like yeah. Azul, where all evil was brought towards <laughs> one place. Well, yeah. all the photographers yeah. and the, all the equipment just, just heads them closely to a central camera and sucks it in. Yeah. And I mean, even people that aren't coming in the shop, just, there's just so much uh, of it that I see around downtown because it's just, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of kids shooting stuff. There's a lot of just every, there's just a lot of people in general downtown, a lot of people with, with film cameras and with, you know, classics and stuff walking around. I mean, I've seen all sorts of stuff though. I mean, I've seen, I've, I've run into people with Roloflexes and, um, I, well, and I've run into fairly well-known street photographers also downtown. So, um, uh, Gary Stochel, who I haven't haven't seen him around in a while. I don't know what happened to him, but he's a pretty well known street photographer who, who who's had some books and exhibitions and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it's funny. I see a lot of that stuff, and I, I I've I've thought of doing the same thing. Like I'd like to do a a photo walk that's like a central camera slash classic lenses podcast slash you know something else. And I've had I've had folks at the shop even mentioned doing like a beers and cameras kind of event you know yeah yeah so i i think maybe this pretty much done here until the winter's over but um in this you know i think coming up in the spring i would i would definitely be game for doing uh doing that here in chicago well there's a there's a site isn't it uh photo walk me or photo yeah. dot me uh-huh. um that's a that's a, a good one i mean that's where uh, I learnt about, uh, actually partially learnt about uh, uh, a photo walk in Liverpool that I did uh, six weeks ago, uh, organised by Stigger the Dump from uh, uh, Instagram fame, and uh, that was a that was a you know, a really interesting walk. And it's it's one of those things actually you, when you do these photo walks, you, it's probably not it's probably best not to go with the uh, view that you're going to come away with some great photographs because most of the time you just chatting and gabbing away and uh, just talking about photography and nonsense like that so uh, if you get a good photograph then that's that that's great but uh, i think just just been talking and being out with like-minded people is a is a good enough reason to do it in the first place yeah yeah absolutely yeah. most of our photos are we take of, of each other <laughs> <laughs> that does happen doesn't it <laughs> yeah. good excuse to take pictures of people with cameras <laughs> Yeah, my, 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 the two of my best photos from that photo walk were, were people that were on our walk as well. Uh, <laughs> along with that, um, we didn't actually talk about it at the time, but I, I, when we were on that walk, there was uh, a couple 
in the in the churchyard um and i looked across and they were the, a guy was down on one knee uh, with a ring in his hand and proposing to his uh, his his wife to be yeah. because uh, you know she clearly right, said yes right. and I, I was just walking along i saw this you know with the group and i was going look 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 look, look. <laughs> you know, was, I, was like, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe this and uh, so as soon as as soon as they and uh, you know, she clearly said yes, and they were giving each other a hug. And, and uh, I thought, oh, I've, I've got, I've got to go over there. I've got to approach him, and uh, and I did. And um, I said to him, well, "What a wonderful moment!" and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I did, I did a proper animal mystery flaneur kind of thing, you know. And, you know, I, I said, you know, I'm a photographer. I'm uh, using the old film camera. You know, and would you like this this moment to be? Uh, documented you know and i'll i'll if it works because it's on film i don't know how good the camera is and all this kind of stuff and uh, and if it works i'll i'll send it to you do you want do, would you be happy with that and you know they were both really happy with that because uh, uh -huh. they were going to have this 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 moment uh, captured for life um so i asked them do you want to just do exactly what you did again and i, I and 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 they did and and the, the the thing is they were still absolutely caught up in the moment so the, the, although the shot is completely staged, it's exactly the same as it was, including with all the expressions and the, the warmth between them and, and, and so on. So it, it, was a, it was a natural shot. But, uh, but yeah, that, yeah. Was my, that was my first ever street portrait as uh, a couple of <laughs> them proposing. So that was pretty That's cool. Great. That's great. Is it on that Leica M2 and you don't know if it's going to be a good shot or not? Or is it a <laughs> no, different it's, it was it was it, it was on my contacts RX and I was having real problems on the day. I didn't actually know I was having as many problems with that camera as I as, as I ultimately did. And because they've got a, a, a notorious problem that the the mirror um, slides down off the holder yeah. and then catches the uh, uh, the whatever's at the back of the lens, the furniture, if you like, at the, at the yeah. lens and catches on it. But it, and it's quite a few of the shots there. Um, they didn't come out for that for that reason, and uh, that was actually one of those shots that I took of the of the couple was was affected that way. But another one was just about okay, and I was able to lighten up the side Great. of the picture, so uh, so it, so it worked. And I sent the picture off as well um, because I got the email address, and they were happy for me to share it. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a lovely moment. You know, if you traded that M2 to someone and left the film in it, someone who really knows how to develop what really well. Shit, you wouldn't even have to bother developing it. You wouldn't would have you? to bother developing it. For you. You, could, you could get professional developing. Yeah, well, why, 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 why would I want to do that? It's a, it's a, it's a great, well, I think it's a great camera. I'm not, I've, I don't even know if, the, if it, how well it's working yet, but it's, it, oh. it seems to uh, did be. You, have, you didn't have your uh, ye old country camera repairman check it over for you? Not yet. I mean, it's, it's oh, okay. a case of... Uh, you know, I've I've used it, and but I've not actually developed anything. But it's it's a case of the yeah. all the, the shutter speeds sound as they sh as they should do, um, yeah. And uh, the the shutter would you know the both curtains are working properly as you know visually. Yeah, right. So it's, yeah. it's it's just about uh, proving it with the uh, with with the lens. But the, it's you know the, the not, camera's not until, you, and not just... until you develop it. I mean, that's what I I would have said that with my Leica three A, mm -hmm. and um. And and the and the shot and it wasn't <laughs> working properly. They needed the shutter curtain replaced. Yeah, but I have I have seen Likers with dodgy sh dodgy shutters, and uh, th this isn't one of them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But uh, but who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. we've on the feedback subject. Uh, there is one that, because I've sent the the two emails over to you, Johnny. But there's uh, yeah. there's, there's one more which I'm going to send over now. 
And okay. Because this is the uh, uh, the famous shot by Devlin Cook. Ah, cool. So I'm going to send okay. that who I Who I saw again this week, very unexpectedly. Um, he, he happened to be in Chicago for about, I don't know, two or three hours, and he, he ran down to Central Camera and bought a bunch of darkroom stuff to shove in his bag. <laughs> this, this is actually a good story. He Not only did he come and buy darkroom stuff, he bought an entire enlarger that he was shoving into a bag and taking back to Abu Dhabi with him. And so he, he had like a full darkroom kit that he's setting up that he, he got while he was in Chicago off of like Craigslist. <laughs> That's good. Then he got the rest <laughs> of the stuff. So good photo. Um, well, I so didn't, this is, show, didn't show up my thing yet, but this is with that Nikon that we were that, that he talked about, right? Let's see. Uh did it show up in my uh oh here we go. <laughs> now is this the one he said that uh wasn't it was not working correctly? It, it could be because it does have you on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Right? So when, people, when, when people like this hang around in front of your shop for a long time, what do you do? I mean, do you push them along, make them get out of the Oh, oh wait a minute. That's you. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> it's not a vagrant, though. No, it's Johnny. <laughs> it looks like a vagrant, but I actually. <laughs> oh, that kind of one came out okay. Other than the poor. Is that inside of the subject matter? There? Uh, that's that. That's that's in that's in front of the shop. Outside, standing um, outside. I was, yeah. was going to say for the for the benefit of our listeners, and seeing that you're now an expert on on uh, on photographs <laughs> on podcasts because you you spent forever on the Sunday Sixteen podcast talking about photographs. Would you like to <laughs> describe this photograph to our? Oh, listeners? do I have to do this uh, Jeremy style here? Or, uh, no, yeah, Jeremy yeah. doesn't do the yeah. Uh, oh, however, however you wish. Oh, oh, all right. Well, so we have here a uh, a sepia tone black and white photo shot in uh, uh, portrait orientation um, of a I don't know how to describe this gentleman he's he's in a crumpled looking shirt and he doesn't shave um, and he has very squinty narrow untrustworthy looking eyes um, and he's he's standing in front of a uh, the leaning tower of something. Um, <laughs> it's a little crooked. Yeah, you, what's, what's going on there? Because you actually, you seem to be standing up upright, yet the building seems to be I, falling out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. I, I Like I said, it must be, this building must be just crooked or something. Um, I, maybe we can blame this on the lens. I know the lens was that that, uh, that 50 millimeter 1.2 Nikkor, um, which we can see even in this black and white shot. Can we not see some interesting bokeh effects yeah, um, on the left-hand side of the photo. Yeah, there's right? a squish bokeh ball at the top left, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's some squishy black yeah. and white film bokeh balls. And we can make out the words, we do film, in the background. Yeah. Uh, and then some other words. But but I, I, I think we have a subject matter not uh, notwithstanding, a, a pretty good example of what that looks that lens looks like on actual film, don't we? It is, and it's and a I, good example of flaneur photography. Yeah, and I believe the film. Do we have a film identified here? Uh, no, we no, don't. We do. But it, it is somewhere. What did uh, he say? Yeah, I've, I have seen that. Um, I think it's in the. I think it's in. I think it's in folder. Uh, oh, I did have it. It's disappeared now. Um, I think. It, I think it was Ilford. I think it was FP four. 
I think it was FP4. I'm I'm almost positive. Uh, now, is that a white hair on your forehead, or is that um, something in the film? Uh, it just looks like, like like a crumb, <laughs> like some bread. It looks like a little, yeah, it's a little dust blob. It looks like you know, it's 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 film. So it, it's it's you know, it's got grain and character and something to hold it together, other than sharpness. So yes, there are a few little dust specks. It looks very looks very real doesn't it looks good i think i need to make it one of the photos when we put together the photos at the end of the episode <laughs> well I, th I think you're you right just, there and, and actually you just need to either tilt yourself a little bit or or the background <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, co correct it I, i've got to say actually i think that probably worked better as a square a square cup because um i've got, yeah. to, I've got to say devlin your your composition there um there's a little bit too much at the top of uh, of, of john i don't know if you're just trying to not have as little of Johnny in the photograph as you can manage it, and therefore <laughs> so we a should, lot of negative so, space above his head. But, yeah, so uh, we could say that the, the photograph, in terms of composition, is um, the subject is kind of dead-centered in the middle, face-wise. Mm -hmm. yeah. there's, so there's about a, what, two, a, a third of the image at the top, and then a little more. It's almost half and half. Mm. It's almost half. Well, your eyes are in, your eyes are in on the on the yes. fifty percent line, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the bridge of your nose is actually bang in the middle of the photograph, isn't it? Something well, that's like not that. hard to do with that nose because it's. <laughs> <f> <laughs> and then it's a little bit mysterious though, because the word at the top is "since," and it makes you wonder, "since what?" Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. There you go. And I'm not. I'm not going to say what because that would ruin the photo, and I wouldn't it because I'd be providing context that only I knew, or maybe the photographer knew, and it's not really relevant to the image, which would be a good thing to talk about in terms of photography. Yep. We only have what's in the image, right? Yep. So, but you can see the words blurred out, we do film. Yep. Um, so you can see that. Yep. Yeah. I, I, it's not a bad photo. I mean, I, I it's mean, got, it's I, a good shot. It's got, and it's yeah. got, and it's got, uh, it's got a nice bit of pop to it as well. I think it does. I think if any other listeners go to central camera, and want to take a film shot of Johnny? They had to submit. It. Yeah, <laughs> you have this, you know, a running. So thing. I, I have um, <laughs> in my to be developed film on my kitchen counter, which is going to happen today. Uh, I, I have actually a photo of Devlin in the same spot, uh, taken with uh, the Nikon S two with the thirty five two point five lens. So that is due to be developed today. So uh, by next podcast, I should have that image to share. And I could do a side-by-side -side then, I guess. There you go. So, yeah, yeah. I think, no, that's a good... I think it came out all right, Devlin. I think mm -hmm. there's something yep. that said that any, any um, listeners to this show, uh, all the members in the group of photography with classic lenses, should, uh, should if they're in, in Chicago, they should insist that Johnny come out and actually <laughs> have a photograph taken. And we should build an I, album up of, uh, of Johnny shots. I, I actually have a, you know, it's funny you say that. Um, I actually have several uh, selfie shots I've done with folks in front of central camera. It's kind of become a little bit of a thing for people that I know. I, um, I've i done uh, Mike Ekman and me and Mike have a, one of those shots, um, you know, a, us with the sign in the background kind of thing. And then I've got one with uh, the infamous Ira Cohn, if anybody, uh, Cohen, if anybody's on, uh, vintage camera collectors. Ira has, <laughs> Ira has basically every camera ever made, and he has all these bizarre one-off, like 
prototype and like uh, some crazy person who thought they were an engineer said, I'll just build a camera kind of things. So he, I, I met him at the shop and I have, I have a, a front of shop selfie with, with Ira. And I'm trying to think there's at least a couple more where, um, where I've kind of been in them with, with people. Um, I think, well, I have one of, um, uh, Michael Patterson, but that's inside the shop, not outside. So yes, I, I would definitely, I'm very happy to do photo bomb selfies with people in front of the shop. If you visit central camera, that's always fun. Excellent. Now I guess I guess I get to get outside for a minute. Usually I I I get to work and then I'm there and the whole day and I don't even get outside, so it's kind of nice. So yeah, proper win win. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it for emails. Um, now I think we should uh, extremely briefly, um, as briefly as humanly possible, talk about um, preset lenses and uh, aperture. Oh, um, oh God, not that again. <laughs> I, you know, you could have let that die, Simon. I wasn't gonna. No, I, I feel, I feel I owe it to uh, to our listeners uh, because the, there are people out there that probably haven't uh, been on Facebook to uh, see the complete hammering uh, that I've got about my uh, my um, view viewpoint on the, which is the aperture ring, which is the preset ring, um, and I, th- I think the. Uh, the response was probably a hundred percent to say I was wrong. Um, maybe, <laughs> you know, I, I haven't done the maths, but, uh, I think, it might I, have been I, I, I think you actually, I think you had a few supporters there initially who, <laughs> who then discovered the error of their ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're, we're, we're now officially saying, um, that uh, the the bit that clicks is the preset ring, and yep. the bit that uh, that sm- turns smoothly is the aperture ring. Right, right. So, yeah. the, so the ring that actually opens and closes the aperture is the aperture ring. <laughs> Go figure. I, I can I can start arguing. That I can I can argue this one. You know, and I, you know, I I can make it sound right uh, by doing it the other way. But to I mean, your credit, you can. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But this is this is really a, a bit of one of those warnings, really, about what you read on the internet, and um, and it's a case of you know I didn't make this up. It wasn't something that I decided that, that this is how it is, right. and therefore this is how it's going to be. You know, I I read it in at least two different places. So there are yeah. two other idiots out there like me, <laughs> or, or one person came up with it. Somebody read it and then uh, propagated it as truth, much in the same way as I've been doing for for some time. And yeah. um, and it's it just shows actually on the, the you know it's a bit like Wikipedia, isn't it? You know, if something gets written in Wikipedia, people assume that it's it's right, but it's it, it absolutely does not mean that at all. It could be right. There's chances are it, it will be, be wrong. Right. Exactly, yeah. and. Yeah. And you know, you sometimes you know. I remember when I was starting to look at look at fifty millimeter lenses and which is the best, and you know, and that's a that's a completely loaded and uh, um, it's quite an irrelevant question to actually ever ask you which is the best fifty millimeter lens because you just can't answer that. Well, you can try, but but people in the past have tried to do that on the internet and they've come up with these top ten lists, and these lists are still out there. Um, and people, because they're still out there and people ask that particular question, um, it, 
it sort of propagates that this particular lens or that particular lens or this particular camera or you know is is the best and the, uh, i think the yeah. the yeah. most obvious case of that is like um the compact cameras when people want to look at what is the best compact camera and oh, and you just know that it's always the same things come up um and it, and whatever's at the number one or number two just happen to be the most expensive ones and that's because they've read these articles saying that they're the best and it doesn't necessarily mean that they are and yeah, it certainly doesn't I, talk about the fact that they're likely to break tomorrow and you've wasted so pounds on the thing yeah good cautionary tale folks um i i met a, a guy this week at the shop who came in with um the now infamous uh contacts t2 um uh, the beautiful little champagne colored point and shoot, right? And he he came in and he's like, "Oh, can you can you help me with this?" And he pulls it out, and I'm like, mm, "Probably not, but I'll try." And and so uh, he essentially had the problem where the um, the little flap that flaps in front of the lens was not closing all the way, and therefore the camera would not actually turn on and off. Mm -hmm. And he was a little bit distraught. He said, oh, this is the second one. I've, I freaking love this camera. This is the second one I bought from Japan. And this one was even more expensive. And now it died again. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and I said, well, you can, you know, you take it upstairs and go see the repair department. And maybe, maybe the local guy here can, um, it, maybe it's just a little interlock switch. And then it's got a little piece of crud in there and he can clean it out and it'll work again. Maybe. But I said, if not, you're going to have to send it to like the one place in the U.S. that works on contacts, point and shoots. And yeah, it's probably going to cost you another 500 bucks to get it fixed. So I, 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 I shudder to think what he paid for that camera um, and what he paid for the other camera that he had that also died. But that's a great example of a camera. I wouldn't touch with a 10 foot pole because if something goes wrong and you paid a lot for it, you're basically it's done it's toast you know so yeah well you know you know so going back to this um aperture <laughs> ring and uh, <laughs> I, thought got, ring. I thought we got away <laughs> with that no, okay. no i'm not going to argue about it anymore no so we know the right answer but it's an interesting um case and i'm trying to think are there other things that uh, made a lot of sense for a film camera it isn't needed on a digital camera and in fact it's annoying on a digital camera um, well at least the way that i shoot mine because um I have that preset ring only on a few lenses, but the way that I'll shoot is I'll go out, and we talked about this last time, I guess, and I'll, I'll set that preset all the way to 22 so it's not interfering with the aperture at all. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, um, I'll, I'll get some people, in, a group of people in focus, and then I'll, I'll give that ring a little turn until I like the way that the whole composition looks. And then I'll come back to my computer, and I'll have no idea what the aperture was. If I want to, you know, say what, so I'll say, um, shot somewhere between, <laughs> somewhere between four and, and 5.6 or four and eight. I don't, I can kind of tell. But, well, um, well that, that's something actually, I've, I mean, I've experienced that myself and there's a, a lens that we've talked about on the show before and uh, it's one of Johnny's favorites and uh, used to be one of mine, but I've, I've not less so now. And that's the uh, Vivitar uh, uh, 85mm oh, 1.8. And uh, the one that was made by Takina back in the day. And one of the things that always amazed me about that lens was how far you would turn that preset ring uh, between 1.8 and 2.8. Because the yeah. distance you would actually turn it, you're there thinking, oh, this must be that F F5 now or something like that. And you still haven't got to 2.8. 
it's, right. Yeah, it's 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 astonishing. You know, so you, that's you, true. Yeah, you might get that's, to the exposure, but you're going to be well off. <laughs> that's true. I've had that same experience. It feels like if you're, yeah, if you don't, I mean, it it feels like there's a lot of space between those those first couple of stops. <laughs> that's it. And then you get and then you get to the other ones, and it's bang, 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 and you, you know, it just yeah. throw, throws them all in there. Yeah. But, uh, well, it's it's a it's it's math. I can't think of another lens attribute that is annoying. Oh, oh, what about the um, odd-shaped blades to take care of focus shift? Is that a useful thing on a on a digital camera, or just annoying because it yeah. makes strange bokeh? It's, well, it seems like most of y'all people who do that don't like the saw-shaped bokeh balls. So I guess you could say it's a problem on a digital. I mean, it's an annoying thing, right? Well, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. You know, going back to like the the Devlin photo, looking at the bokeh on film because you've got the grain pattern breaking it up, it looks very different than it would if you had shot it on a digital camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and I think that that with those sawtooth bokeh balls, that they kind of get uh, knocked back. Uh, a bit in terms they're not so overly sharp it's not sharp out of focus stuff you know what i mean so so yeah i think it makes a big i think it has a very different look uh, on a a film image or on a you know a digital image versus a film and it's probably yeah it's probably uh, distracting because it you know it's more noticeable as a thing yeah so speaking of anamorphic lenses Oh boy! Did you, did you see? Did you see how much interest there was in that? Um, in anamorphic lenses and things that you can put onto a lens to make it look like an anamorphic lens. Yeah. And then someone posted a do-it-yourself, and I read it, and it was too complicated. I couldn't figure out what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> cutting out circles and then cutting yeah. them with tipping them with fishing wire inside of the circle and stuff. But it would it would be cool to be to know how to do it. And the picture James posted was really cool. I don't yeah. know what movie that was from. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it has a cool look. It just seems like an awful lot of work to go to to get sort of odd elongated flair. <laughs> right, right, right. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't get it. But whatever, it's all good. You know, it's a creative choice, right? Yeah. So I can I tell you what I did last night? I was, I was just going to say, before you did that, I was just going to say, because you all have, we, we only have five minutes left of you, don't we, Carl? So, yeah. Uh, because you will, be, you will be leaving us. So um, so uh, if Carl disappears at some point, this is, the, this is the reason why, because he has something more important to do, apparently. Well, that is the stupid photographer. Yeah. I want to tell you my stupid photographer story. <laughs> so, <laughs> so last night we went out to dinner at, at a local pub, and then um, I call it a pub. It's a grill. But... Um, have good ale and after dinner um the, there was a christmas tree in the in the little t- the village square and a fountain and i and i said to pam and andy come on over here i'll take your picture in front of the tree and i took their photos and they were going back to the car and i said oh just wait a minute i want to run over there and i'll get to get some close-up shots of those christmas silver christmas balls with the bokeh from the lights behind them and so i hopped over three little hedgerows and um if there's the a rustle in your hedgerow it's I, took the, I took the photos and um <laughs> We got home, and uh, we were watching television and doing something for about an hour, and um, I poured myself a beer, and it was Boddington's Ale. How about that, Simon? And um, so um, it was ready to a nice in a nice Guinness glass, uh, taken from a pub in Scary, and um, and then I, I I thought, where's my phone? And I couldn't find my f- my cell phone. And I thought, oh, f- 
When I jumped over those hedges, it fell out of my pocket. So, so I drove over to this place, which was about 15 minutes away from our house. And I'm out there. And then I didn't have a flashlight or my phone to use a flashlight. So I'm scrounging around through the leaves and things. And then went back in the pub. And I had them um, use their find your phone thing. But I couldn't remember my password. And then I came back home and my beer was warm. So I had to drink a warm beer like they do in England. Well, it should, should be. I mean, I, I, I feel I've got yeah. to say something here. Yeah, you, know, you, you know, it's uh, the, the, the you're drinking bitter, uh, which is you know, what we call it over here, which shouldn't shouldn't be cold. Well, I like it wasn't. I didn't like it. It was, it was yeah. warm. And you're drinking and, it in a Guinness glass. What's going on? So then anyway, and then I found my phone. It was on the floor. And had fallen under the table in front of wow. where I was sitting. Good. That's a good find, though. That was a good find, wow. right? Yeah. yeah. And um, I haven't looked at the photos yet. I hope the photos turn out okay after all that. But yeah. Um, so that's that's what I did last night. That's my that's wow. my uh, weekend in photography. Oh, except that yesterday I took pictures um, in the afternoon in this little town, and uh, on these beautiful old brick buildings, and the sun was shining really bright on them, and. Um, I posted them and then I took them down because they didn't look real. The sun made the brick look so red. I thought, let's say I, I did something with that. So I, I, so I desaturated photos <laughs> to make them look real, but it's not really what they looked like. That's my weekend in photography. <laughs> All with that lens, which someone said of another photo I posted, this could be done with any normal 50 millimeter lens. So. Oh yeah, that's right. You got that. Yeah, somebody somebody gave you a little constructive feedback. Yeah, that was there. good. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That made your day. I know. Yeah, I'll hang around for a few more minutes, just to keep an eye on you guys. <laughs> so how are we going to start the drinking game if you're here, Carl? <laughs> I can do ten more. I can do ten more minutes, but I expect a very respectful imitation at the end. <laughs> I I I don't know who would do that because I nothing about mom pants. <laughs> uh, what what kind of a jerk would say such a thing? Come on, yeah. I know. So uh, so Johnny, what what have, what have you been up to then lately? Uh, I've just been working. It's I just feel like it's been a, a bit, it's been a very busy couple of weeks, but. Um, uh well okay I, I i will say that i mentioned earlier that i did get the exciting news that um my my cameras are repaired and on the way well i'm assuming they will be on the way back uh this week from yoshin yi um no, noted um camera repair guru uh who specializes in um you know like a like a stuff um, th and thread mount cameras and lenses. Um, and I had sent him after um, d dropping my Canon P a short distance. It actually it fell out of my bag at a movie theater and it flopped onto a concrete uh, walkway. You know, it didn't fall far, but it, it landed right on the corner, put a very small dent on the, on the top cover. But um more importantly, completely knocked the rangefinder out of alignment. So, yeah, I don't adjust things like that. I let other people do that sort of thing. So I sent it to Yoshini to have the um, the rangefinder realign, which he he charged me like twenty bucks, which That's is great. it is great. I mean, I'm like you know, 
the guy is, I, I give him a lot of credit. I mean, he could have said, oh, this is wrong and that's wrong. It's going to cost us. No, it's 20 bucks. And 10 then bucks so, for his crew. Yeah, seriously, right? Because um, <laughs> really, any idiot other than me could really could do that. <laughs> Carl's Carl's adjusted his rangefinder on his team. Oh yeah, I aligned that and the forest bee. They both were way yeah, off. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do that sort of thing because I it will just it it will be wrong. Um, <laughs> so I I sent that, but along with it, I said, well, if I'm going to do this, I might as well, I might as well send my lens with it. So I sent with it the the lens that lives on that camera, which is the uh, Canon 35 F2 LTM, which yeah. the lens didn't really need much of anything, which is kind of what I figured, but it had a little bit of wobble in the, um, yeah. in the, just the, 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 the body of the lens. And, and I, and the, the aperture was like a little, not sticky, but it just, it felt gummy. You know what I mean? And I could kind of tell that it, that it was probably full of just old grease basically. Yeah. And and that's what he said. He said, "Well, they, you know, the lens is the lens. The wobble is that's kind of inherent in the lens, which was fine. But he said that you know it feels gummy because there's a lot of old grease in here. So what I'll do, I mean, before he did the work, he say he basically says, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what it's going to cost. So he said, um, you know, I will I will clean out and relube the the helicoid and the aperture. And since it's a part, I'll clean the glass, and it's going to be like ninety bucks. And then that yeah. lens will be good." you know, forever for another 50 years. It will outlive me. Um, so I, so he, he did that, which he, this guy has a great reputation for, um, uh, you know, working on lenses. Um, so he did that. And then I have a, uh, Canon, uh, four SB two that I picked up, uh, from Japan for a, a, a good price. And I, and I knew it was, it was usable. Um, but the I, I film tested it right away when I got it, and I was just seeing a little bit of shading of the um, the curtain at a th- one one thousandth of a second. I mean, the speeds were all on, but it was I figured okay, you know, it, it feels dry. You know what I mean? You can just kind of get a sense about a camera, and it felt like it was it just sort of dry on the inside. So he said, yeah, it's you know basically it needs. He said, Canon cameras they they use better lubricants than than leicas but the lubricant in this camera is all dried out and he says it basically needs to be cla'd it didn't need new curtains or anything so i think he charged me like 160 bucks or something like that to to cla the canon um which i you know i was like yeah i'll do that because again this camera will be good for it will outlive me i will have it forever right um and so altogether you know not a a decent amount of money but for the work he was going to do, I felt like it was totally worth it to have him do it. Um, and you know, there's a little bit of a, a, a wait for it, but then once I said, yeah, go ahead and do it, he basically did it. And the next day he wrote me and said, okay, it's ready. Oh, <laughs> and, that's great. Yeah. So it was awesome. And, um, so I, 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 I feel like I'll probably see them this week or next, uh, in the mail. Um, uh, but I'm just really excited to have that. I've, I have missed the canopy, so much while I was gone. Um, and I've been shooting the Nikon S2, which I, I really do like that camera, but I, I just know when I get the Canon P back, I'm not going to use the Nikon because I'm just, I, I just feel so much more in tune with the, with the Canon. Um, and I kind of wanted the Nikon just to, just to have it honestly. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't know that I'm going to hang on to it. I mean, I'm a, it's a really nice camera. I have a beautiful lens to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of like to trade it for 
an M2 that's yeah, you know, find someone to maybe find somebody around here has an M2. I don't know. Um, you know, when, when my Leica came back from him, it's beautiful. It really, it's very nice, but he, he couldn't get it to um, work at a thousands. And yeah. he even wrote in Which the email, be, yeah. he even wrote in the email, do not shoot do not. at one one thousandth. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know Which is, happening. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, so, so, I, so I don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, I'm fine. Gonna, you don't. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go. I've got someone here waiting for me. All right, let the games Listen. begin. See behave, you, Carl. Behave. Yeah. Cheers, Carl. Okay, bye. Right. Bye. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that was that's my big excitement for uh, this week is just that I, I my beloved Canon P and fifty f two uh, thirty five f two lens will be on the way back and in my bag again every day because I just I adore that setup. It's it's really great. So, so which 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 Nikon range rider have you got? I have the uh, the S two S two, yeah, the S two, which is it's 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 basically um, well, it's it's the S two. It you know if you if you look at uh, Nikon rangefinders, it had had a lot of um, step ups from the previous two or three models. Um, it was kind of considered well, it's it's got a really good. Uh, viewfinder, rangefinder, um, and a, a lot of people prefer the S2 as a as a user camera over some of the other models, like the S3. Um, the SP is probably considered the be all end all, but as a user, uh, the S2 is considered probably one of the best uh, Nikon rangefinders. So, I, like I said, I've been enjoying it, but I just, I, it's just like one of those things where I feel so comfortable with the P, the Canon P, that I just, I don't think I'm going to use as much as I like the Nikon. I just can't imagine I'm going to use it very much in the future. Um, so I, it, so I finished a roll in it yesterday, um, pulled it out, put it on the shelf, uh, put film in. I, I pulled out, which I have not used for quite some time i really since the start of the year i haven't shot much in the way of slrs but um i have my two olympus om2 ends i have a black one and a silver one the silver one actually came from mr simon or from uh, mr carl um so i have carl's uh om2n so i put a couple rolls of film in i got a uh the a 51.4 on one of them and i have a 24.28 on the other so that's what's in my bag right now. Um, until the Canon P comes back, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot the OMs because I've been kind of really wanting to shoot the OM again. It's been a while. Um, and my my coworker uh, Charles Azaki, who is a uh, an Olympus freak, um, he he he's he's been shooting his you know he shoots his OMs all the time. Um, so I've I've been kind of jonesing to shoot the OM again. So it it's kind of a good thing. Uh, I get to shoot something new here the next couple of weeks. I mean, I've just just going back to the that S two, um, yeah, which, which is yeah, for, for the people that don't um, haven't been following things or uh, don't don't quite understand uh, the, the it's that's based off the contacts design, isn't it? In, in yes, case, similar to most people see them as a Kiev as well, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's yes, it is. It's um, it basically after the end of the you know Second World War and Germany lost all of their patents to basically everything. Um, Nikon, who who was not in the camera making business, they were in the lens making business. Um, they put out their you know their first uh, self branded camera, and that and that was the design they used. And basically, they were able to pick up um, the the contacts. 
design and make it their own. And they did make some improvements to it. I mean, I, I think people tend to say that it's the same camera on the outside, but it's very different on the inside. Um, and of all the, I think the general consensus is that of all the uh, cameras of that design, all of them being the actual, the contacts, the Nikon and the Kiev, um, that the Nikon is the best user and the best made and the most likely to still be working today. A lot of the contacts are just, I mean, some of the later ones are better, but a lot of the early ones, they were literally adjusting each camera on, I mean, it's very German, right? They were literally adjusting each camera on the fly, sometimes custom making or custom, you know, uh, altering parts for that particular camera body. So they're very hard to, to keep working and, and, and uh, they're often very difficult to get uh, repaired in a working order. Um, so the uh, people, uh, the consensus is if you want a good shooter of that camera design, uh, you get a, you get a Nikon and I would agree. I mean, this, the camera that I have is in really nice shape um, and everything works on it. And, and, and I really like it, but it's just the, Oh my God, the canopy is just so easy. Um, and uh, anyway, it's it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful I, camera. I think there's some something to be said about some some cameras just feel right, and some cameras yeah, don't feel totally. right. Totally, um, totally. That's mean, all it is. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, I say I've, I've I like this M2, but I think I like it more as an object than I've yeah. been enjoying it. Yeah. Whereas I've I've used a a Kiev a Kiev three A, I think it was. Mm -hmm. um, and the photos that, that came back were absolutely horrendous. <laughs> the, the, it was, um, it did, nothing, nothing was right. The, the focus was 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 out, and and the, yeah, just about anything that could have gone wrong went wrong. But the actual experience of using, I actually really enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it more than using the Leica. So um, yeah, I, you know, it's funny you say that because I I really like using my Kiev, and I have a good one. It fires great. Everything's working. Knock on wood. It stays that way. But I have a really nice Kiev. And I almost enjoy it more, more than the Nikon in a way. Um, and it, it's funny because I got the Nikon thinking, well, I like the Kiev so much. I'll basically get a better version of the Kiev and I'll like it even more. And I sort of do, but I sort of don't. The Kiev is kind of uh, with it. It's a little quirkier and I actually kind of enjoy shooting with it more because it's just weirder. <laughs> well, I've, I've got the same same uh, thing going with the uh, because I've got a Fed S. Ah, uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I prefer to use the Fed S to the three like a three G, which in theory I absolutely shouldn't. Yeah. There's no reason why I should, but I just did. I just did prefer yeah. using it. Um, That's cool. So yeah, it is. It is a bit strange. I just how minor differences. Sometimes it might be the weight of the camera, or, or yeah. just 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 how it sounds. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Just why? Why do some? Why are some just? You're just naturally attracted to than others, and uh, in, in the same way, you know, people like a certain camera, and I can pick it up and think, well, what what's the fuss about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just I. Yeah, I mean, it, sometimes it's just the I the size, literally the size of your hand, even because. I, I, I mean, in theory, there could just be one camera design, right? There's no need for anything more than like one type of camera because they just, they all do the same thing, but everybody, you know, they're all a little bit different shape and size and some just feel better in the hand than others. You know, I mean, like for me, the, the P is that way. I've talked a lot about my, my, my Petri, um, 
rangefinder, it's a fixed lens rangefinder. To me, that is like the perfect camera. It's just the size, the weight, the shape, the arrangement of where the shutter button is, like everything about it just feels super right to me. And I think it's just the size of my hand is what it comes down to in a, in a lot for, you know, for a lot of it. Um, it just feels right. And it's, yeah, that's the easiest way to say it. Right. I mean, some things just feel really right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. and that's why we all do this crazy stuff. I mean, <laughs> well, we do because uh, I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about cameras there, uh, but the, exactly yeah. the same applies with lenses. For and, sure, um, and there are, there are lenses that people uh, marvel over. I mean, you you got the Pentaxians that, that love all, all things Pentax, and you've got the yeah. uh, the Minolta Mafia out there that have this odd view that Minolta lenses are good. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, you, you just you just get get into a certain certain kind of lens, I guess. Yeah, sure. I mean, it you know, which is which is all good. Um, that, that's people have different different objective uh, measures of what's good. That's what makes all this stuff fun. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, that's what it is. So, you know, there's that new, even that new group dedicated to uh, the Helios 44 on Sony full-frame mirrorless cameras even. So. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, your, that's your new group, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that you've, I, I have no idea why you started it, but, uh, yeah. They, they, well, it's really group. the it's it's the alternate reality of photography with classic lenses which has turned into photography with helios helios 44 lenses on sony full frame cameras which is the only acceptable camera and lens combination by the way everyone and nothing else is acceptable anymore so so yes i did maybe create a group dedicated <laughs> to that particular camera and lens combination <laughs> well I, I think we're we're pretty much on the verge of uh of, of camera full frame camera wars now aren't we because uh, i think we yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah this is gonna 2019 is gonna be the year of the full frame camera war yeah. <laughs> for sure <laughs> yeah no i mean the the opening salvo of this 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 war was was we announced this on the um last week's show with ken rockwell uh, yeah. With his review of the uh, Z6 or 7 or both, um, saying that you know it will work with uh, wide-angle rangefinder lenses. Yeah, so, uh, so that's that is big news. I, yeah. I, I for sure. That's it. So, um, so yeah, I, I, we will be seeing more more of those, and I'm, I'm sure there are going to be some people just just putting those pictures up in in the group just to show how a, how a photograph with those lenses could look and then saying no you've got a sony and you can't take a picture like me and and, <laughs> and uh, lording it over them so you can just see that coming can't you oh yeah yeah it's gonna be fun yeah yeah the ram the, the rampant fanboyism is full frame fan fanboyism is is really already here but it's only going to get worse <laughs> It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and any any more uh, any more things you've been up to, or shall I talk about my weekend? Uh, no, that's about it. I mean, I'm actually I haven't developed any film for a while, and I'm going to do that today. So I'm um, I'm really looking forward to doing that today. That's that's my big highlight. Okay. Well, I was I was out at the weekend. Uh, I went to the coast, um, the Lancashire coast. Uh, this yesterday it was actually. Um, <laughs> And uh, I was I was going to go ju and just take film, 
Um, but I decided yeah. I'd, I'd take a I'd take a digital camera with me because I'm uh, uh, not 100% sure about my exposures and using the exposure meter at the moment. And the, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I lost my exposure meter, my Gossen. Oh, that's uh, right. Six. You did. Did you and, get it turned up and or it, no? It was found. I found my... Really? Uh, yeah, it, it, it fallen. Well, it ended up on the floor and then gone under a piece of furniture. Uh, oh wow! And, and I was just pulling a few things out, and then out out it popped. So it was like, like, oh my loved one, it's back, my precious. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I had a, I had That's a little great. golem moment. I did. Wow, you and you and Simon, or you and Carl, like lost and found day here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <clears throat> good result. So, so my 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 two weeks of depression were, were and ended immediately, um, except. Uh, I've, well, so I've used it. I've used this meter uh, with with uh, with Mary Dan, my Meridian four by four four by five camera, and and generally produce some re reasonably well exposed shots. I mean, I, I, I've I put that question mark in there because my ability to develop my photographs is is very dodgy. Um, so mm. so at times I don't I wasn't entirely sure whether I just didn't meet these things correctly or I didn't develop them properly and uh, and that's just one of those things that's going to come with experience. But sure. one one thing I did with the shutter I, I took it to uh, my tame camera repairer and yeah. asked him just to check the the shutter speeds. And it turns out they're about 20% off. So uh on which one now? Uh, on the on the uh, well, the, the shutter that I'm using on the Meridian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have a couple lenses for that one now, right? Yeah, that, that's that's right. And uh, and because I also got the wi a wide angle woolen sack. Uh, yes. I, I, lo I love how a wide angle lens is a ninety millimeter lens yeah. on the yeah. on five by yeah. four. And of course, if you went ten by eight, then uh, <laughs> you know the uh, wide angle lens is the equivalent is I think one hundred and eighty millimeter, uh, mm -hmm. which just just messes with your head, really, doesn't it? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, actually, I, I tested. Uh, that uh, lens as well. Rather, he tested that lens and uh, and he said, "Oh, it, it's a little bit off." Um, okay. And uh, and and I was thinking, "Oh, right, does he need adjustment?" And he sort of read read the look and and he said, "That's pretty much probably how it came out of the factory. So don't, yeah. don't don't worry about it. These things were yeah. not ultra precise." Uh, so right. uh, so yeah, so that one's good enough. But he, he did say that the other one was 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 a bit off. So it was um, so let's say it was shooting at uh, 80th of a second or I'd, mm -hmm. I'd want it to I don't think I can actually shoot at 80th of a second or with that shutter but let's just say it was um, yeah. and it would actually I said was it the other way around um, it's yeah it's it's overexposing by 20 20% so okay uh, um, so in, in other words he was saying well set your exposure and then just stop it down a little, a tiny bit more. Yeah, just, exactly. Just to compensate for just it. Work around it. Not That's a big it. deal. But yeah. but the fact is, I've been I've been using it as if it has been working correctly, and um, so yeah. I'm not entirely sure whether my how, how things were on that one. But the, I mean, the good news is that you can adjust uh, the the aperture very very precisely. Um, yeah. Whereas you can't. Uh, this is something I learned. You can't actually mess about with the shutter speed because I was thinking, well, why don't I just put the shutter uh, if 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 it was like if I got like a uh, a fifth of a second and a tenth of a second, why don't and why don't I just stick it somewhere between the two and then it'll do it'll give me that speed. 
you know, a, a seventh of a second, uh, should we, should right. we say. Um, but uh, I've been told that, that it doesn't work that way. Um, yeah. they, they're not like infinitely adjustable. They've got like a, like a stepping arrangement in there. So yeah. it's uh, once so you've some, gone, gone. Yeah, there are some shutters that will do that, but 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 not the type that, not the leaf shutters that you're... Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but that's not a big deal. I mean, it's like not even a half a stop. That's in film terms, that's... That's nothing. I mean, if anything, it's going to just give you a little extra exposure. Won't hurt anything. So, yeah. Uh, but this is the thing: if I'm already overexposing because I'm not judging it properly in the first place, then it's yeah. going to it, it will, it's just going to add to that a little bit. So you can just yeah. pull your development back a little bit. Just well, develop a you know well, a little bit less time. I'm doing stand development though as well, aren't I? Oh so, my god! Yeah. <laughs> said, well we then it'll be then simon then it'll be perfect because dan development it's you know it's a panacea yes it does everything it any speed any aperture combination you pick it doesn't matter stand development it'll all be perfect exactly that's 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 why i love it <laughs> except it doesn't work <laughs> that's not true <laughs> yeah yeah but well, yeah we can we can live in hope can't we yeah absolutely yeah. why not um so uh <laughs> I don't know how we quite how we got onto that one there, but uh, yeah. So I went went out and I took uh, that was it. The reason why I took my my Sony uh, was primarily to use as a spot meter uh, okay. because I'd uh, I'd listened to uh, Andrew Bartram on the um, Light in the Dark podcast, which is uh, uh, primarily about uh, uh, darkroom. And uh, okay. that's that's probably a direction I'm very very slowly heading in, and uh, and it's also one of those things where you start to listen, you think, oh, this sounds actually quite 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 easy, and then the the more you listen, you realise, oh my word, yeah, yeah, there's there's so much so much that you do not know, and uh, and listening to Andrew who explains things really really well, mm. but. <laughs> you're thinking, yeah, if you do this, then you're going to reduce it by twenty percent, but. But if the situation is like this, then you don't have to. And then you're going to meter in a certain way. And that's the way Ansel Adams would do it. And and, and then you've got the zone system and, and all this kind of stuff. And I was thinking, oh, my word. Because at the moment, I take, I'll take a photograph on, on film. And I won't worry about it too much because I'm going to digitize it. And I'll do all the work in, in Lightroom. But if I was to actually want to actually <clears throat> print these uh, these negatives then effectively i'm i'm they're, they're going to be suboptimal for printing because i've not actually taken right. the photographs in the way that is really going to be optimal for uh, you know um putting it on to uh, to actually printing with uh, with an enlarger yeah indeed yeah, yeah. so yeah too, good point too, too much to learn, it seems, but uh, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there anyway. It was, it was just the same yeah. when, when you first get into lenses, and the, the world is, uh, you're thinking, what's a Jupiter? You know, it doesn't even tell you what 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 focal length it is. This Jupiter three or this Jupiter eleven, this shiny lens, and um, and it can be it can be really really bewildering. Um, and then eventually, sure. just it, things just start to fall into place, and then you 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 understand connections between Soviets and German lenses and Japanese lenses, and uh, and so on and so on. So, I'm hoping the similar kind of thing is going to happen to me on that one. So, yes, uh, you become a subject matter expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, that's some way off for me. Um, but yeah, so I, I took uh, the digital uh, just to use mainly use as a, a spot meter really um, for using uh, my, my Meridian and, I, and this was going to be my first outing with my wide angle uh, woolen sack um, and uh, and this is this lens you have to drop the uh, the flatbed 
on the on the cameras uh, because yeah. um, uh, the flatbed is the focusing mechanism on this particular kind of camera and you would have to drop it out of the way because it's quite a wide angle lens and therefore you'd have you'd actually have the 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 focusing rail in the uh, it's not focusing rail the flatbed actually in the bottom of the photograph so which obviously you don't want but I took with me uh, an old wooden tripod a Gandolfi uh, tripod oh. Wow. Um, which works brilliantly with uh, uh, with a with a normal lens, uh, but as soon as you you put the camera on it and you have to drop the flatbed, it, it all of a sudden it becomes completely incapacitable. Um, so <laughs> yeah. when I was using it, it was it was literally balanced, and you could wob it would wobble. <laughs> you know, so, oh jeez! <laughs> and it was a windy day, so and there was a shot I really wanted to take with it. I lit, I, I just had to hold on to the to, to the camera, which it was like a half second exposure. And yeah. I was just um, yeah. just hoping that I held on to the camera on this windy windy day uh, <laughs> to, to to get this shot. So um, wow. I, I I don't know if any of them are going to come out, but uh, I did do a couple of you know quite nice uh, digital shots, largely because the the moment just uh, just arrived while I was setting the camera up. Uh, we were on this like a jetty uh, that goes out into the sea, and it's the kind of jetty that it, it's uh, it's like a boardwalk, um, but it actually would go. It followed the 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 line of the sand, and therefore as the tide. Mm -hmm would come in the, the this jetty this boardwalk just goes into the sea and oh, uh, cool. uh, so I, I took a photograph of the, a, a, a mother and uh, daughter that uh, walking towards the end of the jetty and it was just the light just was really really nice and uh, nice shadows and, and things like that and oh, great. Uh, which, uh, oh is that the is that the shot you you posted a picture of your camera yeah facing towards that scene and you could sort of see the That's jetty right. On the ground glass, yeah, that was a cool shot. Yeah, yeah, and that was uh, that was with my Canon LTM fifty one point four. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is yeah. A, a lens that I've, I I don't really use that much, um, and I just but every time I've used it, I've really I've really liked uh, what yeah. what, it, what it can do. Um, yeah. So uh, and I mean that was quite an interesting shot. But the actual main shot was I, I, after I took that one of the back of the. Uh, the viewfinder i just took the shot again uh, but properly mm. with the uh, with, with with the sony and i've got another one which i haven't shared yet with the uh, with the jupiter 11 as well um but yeah th there's a there's a nice look to those shots and again it's i think there's the the look is there because they're with old lenses and i think it just it just okay it's a digital photograph but i just think that using an old lens gives you a more organic uh, look to the shot yeah right right for sure yeah. oh cool that's cool. I didn't know the story behind that that photo, I, and I thought it was a really nice shot of the you know the setup that you had. So it's a great story. Yeah. Well, the, the actual picture of the camera is it's sort of it's on it's on an angle. It's not even level, and and and, and so on. So if uh, if people were thinking that that was actually how I was going to use the camera, they're wrong. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it was just completely. Was just you know, if we wrong. put it on the podcast cover, it'll look along with Devlin's photo. <laughs> Everything will be at a nice little tilt, and it'll all look just perfectly normal. Yeah, well, that's that's two photos sorted now. Yeah, yeah there we go. We'll do we're working this out on the fly. We only need one more. Uh, maybe I can find a nice pair of uh, mom jeans on <laughs> online. We can get a picture of Carl's jeans to put on there as well, or something. That would be good. Yeah. Maybe we'll just scroll through uh, Carl's personal Facebook page and find a very flattering picture of him or something. <laughs> 
Uh, you think he'll listen to this? Because we could we could let people in on the drinking game for next time. No, nah, he's, he's well. I don't know. You think he'll actually listen to the podcast if he's not on it? He'll he's, just he's, probably. Or you think he'll be especially listening to I see? Think, yeah, it's, there's more chance of him listening to this one than most. All right. So then, we'll, then, then we'll, we need to save it because yeah. I think we, you know, it's a I, we have a Carl Haven, Doctor Carl Havens, holiday classic lenses podcast holiday drinking game coming up maybe i don't know next week but we can't we can't tip carl off what the no, drinking game no. is so we'll we'll save that and he won't he won't have any clue what we're talking about yeah. okay all right well something to look forward to folks yeah you bring your beverage of choice to the next time you listen to the podcast and it will be worth your while um so have we have we got any any more things to go through Oh, let's see. We hit the feedback. Um, I don't know. I know I need to mention uh, because I, I utterly failed to mention last week our uh, coffee supporters, which is oh yeah, um, yeah, which is very very remiss of me. Um, so that's probably a good time to just just mention mention those people now. These are the people that have supported the show uh, financially, uh, which we're very very grateful for uh, because they've been on to. Uh, coffee.com that's ko-fi.com uh, and then you look up uh, classic lenses podcast and you'll find our page and uh, they have donated a small amount of money to our show um, yeah some people thank you very much more than a small amount of money so uh, that's that's very good of you and i just want to say this is not something that uh <laughs> what well, we can't expect everybody to do and if you don't do it then we don't think any less of you we're just obviously very very grateful for those people yeah. that uh right. that, that, yeah. that have because uh it, it makes things easier for us plus you know we have a few things in mind uh, for the future yes, which, uh, this is definitely going to help um, yes. with with those things yeah. so uh, and the rest of you freeloaders could just listen and enjoy i guess <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do you I, simon uh, do you, i don't suppose you ha have well we have over here in the u.s where the only thing that we spend money on is you know bombs and warfare and such um our public uh broadcasting uh services on radio and tv have to do fundraisers so they sort of live on the air ask you know beg and plead for money um so i don't know if you have anything like that over there well maybe your national health service will be like that soon but um <laughs> but it reminds me of that where they you know it's like public radio fundraiser where they 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 ask for money and tell you all the wonderful things your donations to the station will accomplish and there will indeed be some some things coming to the classic lenses podcast i would i would venture to say in the in the new year that you may enjoy and will be made possible in part by our wonderful kofi funders so there. Well, well this is a good time to actually mention mention those and also read out a few of the comments that uh, because yeah. uh, you do get to say something uh, if you if you wish and uh, <laughs> uh so let's just go back because we we'll need to go back a couple of weeks here we go so uh uh ways rahami um oh sorry ways rahimi who i met at the um oh where was it the wolverhampton camera fair uh, helped him get a um a flettagon repaired yeah uh, and uh and he said uh, so ways says uh recently joined the group 
and almost listen to all the episodes. Uh, thank you, Carl, Simon and Johnny. So uh, thank you, thank you, Ace. And uh, I know you've got your lens back now and I know you're happy with it. So um, yeah, it'd be nice to see if you can put some pictures up in the uh, Facebook group uh, with you, with yeah. your uh, reflecting on. Um, then we've got Jess Lance and uh, hopefully I've, I've just pronounced that uh, surname correctly. Um, and it goes, uh, you guys are like having an awesome conversation each week at the greatest cam uh, camera store counter filled with everything one could think up and talk about. Always looking, always looking forward to the podcast. Um, I'm not sure if we're that awesome this week, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be so much better if, if Carl had been here for the whole episode, but you know how Carl is. He's, yeah. I'm here spying. I'm here spying. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh hey! Better watch out. I've been listening. <laughs> He's like Santa Claus. He 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 knows what's going on all the time. He's always watching. I'm here. I heard all that shit. <laughs> you I missed, remember you it too. The drinking game and everything. I've been cold for you this year, buddy. The whole time. <laughs> well, um, I'll, I'll just uh, run run through the rest because we got quite a, a, a few here. Um, and I'm going to bundle these two together because Cheyenne Morrison uh, contributed to us two weeks on the trot. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so thank you again, Cheyenne. It's uh, it's, it's it's really good of you there. Uh, oh, oh, I, I, can I tell a quick yeah. Cheyenne story? All right. So I mentioned on the last podcast um, that maybe you know Cheyenne and Phil could somehow connect up together. And I, I mean, I you know, other than the fact that they both happen to live in the same country. You know, I had no idea if they were any way, in any any way neighbors or anything. I just figure, you know, it's a huge country with not that many people. They all know each other, right? Um, <laughs> so Cheyenne just well, wanted to. Well, make... well, we've all seen Crocodile Dundee. Yes, okay. we have. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knows each other, and they're all friends with each other. Abs absolutely. So, so Cheyenne um, wrote me to point out that uh, that in fact. He he is a, a he's approximately one thousand miles away from Phil, <laughs> <laughs> so so Phil you know Phil's probably not going to just drop by Cheyenne's place to, to, to get on the podcast. But I, <laughs> I I'm still hopeful that somehow in some way we will have the Cheyenne and Phil show, which I think would just probably break the internet. Um, <laughs> to get the two of them on together. So who knows? Maybe somehow we'll. You know, that's the other thing we do with your Kofi money is we can we can help get Phil on the podcast, which believe me is going to be worth every every cent if we can get him on. Because I've 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 I did a test call with him once, and he was awesome. <laughs> so we have to do that. Yeah. Goal, goals, future goals. Yeah. Make, and and make, make, bandwidth make. is his problem. That's it, right? Yeah. 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 Get him a mic. Get him off the beach for a minute. We'll find a way. Yeah. We'll find, we have to find a way. We have to find a way. Yeah. Must be done. Yeah. Um, so uh, other, other people, uh, Lawrence Dunn, he supported us uh, a week ago. Um, and uh, Nigel uh, said we had a, another excellent entertaining show. So uh, thank, thank you, Nigel. Good, good to hear that we're still uh, keeping the standards <laughs> up there. Um, <laughs> And uh, James Thorpe contributed again. He's a regular contributor for us. Um, actually, that's another point. Uh, Lawrence has actually set himself up for a. Uh, a he's actually subscribed to uh, supporters, so that's that's pretty remarkable. So thank thank you there, Lawrence. Um, and then finally, uh, uh, James Waddell um, has uh, sent a coffee for Johnny's bladder. 
<laughs> I have the best bladder. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, thank, thank you all again. There, it's really appreciated. Yeah, um, indeed, indeed. Okay, so I was, I was starting to wind things up there, Cole. I mean, is, is there anything else you want to chip in with, or should we start saying goodbye? No, I just need to be here to make sure that impersonation didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 such things were were done. No. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Johnny. So, oh, go sorry. Good call. No, they didn't have anything. Oh, okay, okay. Um, right then. So, uh, Johnny, um, how can people uh, keep up with you on uh, other social media and other places? Uh, you can find me um, on Facebook uh, in the. Uh, <laughs> Photography with Helios lenses on Sony full frame mirrorless cameras group. Um, you can find me uh, most days at Central Camera Company in Chicago. Come on by. We'll get a selfie together in front of the shop. Um, and you can find me posting most days on Instagram, which I have to get some Instagram stuff uh, lined up today in my Instagram to post this week. So I will be doing that today. So those are the places you can catch up with me. And how about the podcast in general? How about it? Yeah, my email addresses <laughs> and our friend. Oh, yes, I see where you're going with that. Uh, you can write Simon an email for me to read and Carl to enjoy uh, at uh, classiclensespodcast at gmail.com. Um, also, please... Uh, on Instagram, tag your classic lens photos with the hashtag best vintage lens. And uh, the other one is, I think, classic lenses. I don't know. Best vintage lens is the best one. Um, for for possible inclusion on the bokeh, bokeh mania, bokeh mania, uh, best vintage lens Instagram feed. Actually, on on their feed this this week, um, because they've never forgiven me for saying bad things about the Flectagon. Um, no, no. Uh, they 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 picked one of my one of my photos out with the Flectagon. Uh, the, yeah, people were saying, "What a great photograph!" And he goes, "Yeah," and he was saying bad things about it. You know, so uh, shaming me with a good a good photo. Um, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, so so, Carl, um, how can people follow you? You can find me on the Photography with Classic Lenses Facebook page. I just posted a nice abstract photo on the Helios, on the Sony camera page, um, on Instagram, and on Flickr, just by my name. And I found another island called Latte. Latte Island? Yeah. It's near um, nothing. <laughs> it's near Tonga. Way out in the middle of the Pacific. Well, actually, that, that just reminds me on the on the Classic Lenses podcast thread uh, on the Facebook page. Uh, Anal Mystery and uh, Eric Sluice have been having a conversation, trying to find each other on the island, uh, <laughs> which yes. is uh, pretty surreal. Uh, yeah. if, uh, if you want to make your way over to to, to, to read that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so uh, myself, um, I have a 
website called Simon Forster Photographic where I have uh, some lenses and I have oh, simonforsterphotographic.co.uk um, where I have uh, some lenses and bits and bobs also some KNF uh, adapters on there uh, I also have uh, the eBay shop which there's more stuff on that one and uh, you can do a seller search for It's Fozzy that's I-T-S-F-O-Z-Z-Y uh, you can follow me on Twitter as Simon4 I'm on Instagram as Simon Forster Photographic, and that's where uh, the main post for this podcast also gets posted as well. So, uh, um, and it's, it, that's another reason to go to uh, Best Vintage Lenses because they re, I've mentioned this before, they, they repost um, my post, um, but do their own summary of the show. <laughs> And their summary of the show Which is, is it, better than the it's show. Far better than I do. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, do it's it's worth it's worth going on there just 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 to, to listen to uh, them having a go at us really. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, so oh. Almost it. Uh, thanks to uh, Kevin McLeod for our music, uh, which is um, oh, I was going to say Honeybee, which is the music that Sunny Sixteen used to use, but. Uh, <laughs> God, that's going back a long time. Octo Blues, our music is. Uh, and uh, that's from uh, his page on incompetech.com. So uh, thank you for that. And uh, finally, I uh, hope you've enjoyed uh, this week's uh, incredibly well-planned out show. And uh, it'll be great if you could join us again next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.